Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, June the 15th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently working our way through year B of the Revised Common Lectionary, and this is proper week seven, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, and this long stretch of time that we call ordinary time in the church calendar year. And during the week, we'd like to take certain days and certain texts and organize them for our prayer time. On Tuesdays, we like to take a look at the psalm that's been set out for the week. There's actually a couple of psalms that are really good ones uh, that they've placed into this week. So let me take one today and then one tomorrow. So today, for Tuesday, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 9, verses 9 through 20. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this party of morning on When Our Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm chapter 9, verses 9 through 20. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Sing the praises of the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death that I might declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord, do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know that they are only mortal. This is the word of God for us. Some folks suggest that doubt is in the blend of the batch of a growing faith uh, because people are, can be in, in doubt, people can be honest about their real life experience, uh, their hope of something that God would do, and just how sometimes there is no easy answer to the very tough questions in life. And so I think it's something for us to kind of expect. You know, for some, uh, they may never have much of a season of doubt. For others, maybe it's their personality, maybe it's their experience, maybe a blend of both. They're going to go through seasons of doubt. And I think that doubt sometimes is underneath the surface of some of the scripture that we read from time to time. And we get to a place like Psalm chapter 9, which tries to keep into its scope. Like how, how is it that nations around God's people, in this example, the nation of Israel, how is it that they seem to flourish even though it is just quite clear that they are parading around wickedness and idolatry, and God's people suffer and struggle, and how is that going to work out in the end? And so what you have is amusing from a psalmist about how God doesn't forsake the cries of the poor. And so I think this is a, a critical piece of that very vibrant discussion of how how is it that the world seems so out of joint, but yet it's still God's world? And then what is God going to do to put it back to the rights so that uh, all might rejoice in all the things that he's done? In the earth. And so there's a couple of critical things that come to uh, the surface here when we look at some of these issues. Number one, God is not passive, but he's quite active. 
You'll notice that um, verse 9 says that God is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name, verse 10 says, trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. So what we can see about God in the midst of all this is that God is not sitting back going, well, I'm just going to wait around until they figure out the right answers, put those plays into motion, and then I'll begin to get interested in what's going on. No, like it seems like if we want to know where God is at, God is in, in the midst of the cries of those who feel like they have been forsaken, right? And so on the earth today, I'm as uh, luck would have it, here I am, I'm in the prayer room at church, and there's a, a world map in front of me, and like dead center in front of me is the continent of Africa, and there are so many millions of people who are living and dying on just a couple of dollars a day on this continent, and I imagine that this the, this concern uh, is something that's near and dear to their heart, and so I'm so thankful that churches in those regions can go to a place like Psalm 9 and say that God is a refuge for those who are oppressed, for those who are seeking justice. God is a stronghold in time of trouble, and he is active, that he's searching, that he's working out how uh, their needs are going to be answered and how their souls are going to be tended to in the moment of their distress. Um, You'll see also uh, in places like verse 15 and following, that the nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. They, their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. And this is a trope that comes up again and again. It seems like whenever we as human beings are so active in trying to bring uh, a trap for others that the trap falls upon us. This reminds me of like the wily e. Coyote, how he tries to like paint what looks like a tunnel in front of a big stone so that the roadrunner would like smash into it. You know, the roadrunner just runs through and then Wile e. Coyote tries to run and because he's so dismayed by it and he, he smashes into the rock, right? Like this seems to be something, it doesn't happen all at once, but maybe slowly over time, those who plot wickedness, it seems like their very trap encloses upon them. And it's not that God likes to relish in the downfall of any person, particularly those who are even plotting evil. No, God is a God of love. God is a God of great benevolence and kindness and generosity. Yet he still is a God of justice and he does need to have people answer for the things that they have plotted against another. And so one of the ways in which God's justice springs back on those who act in unjust ways is to have their own plots foil and to close in upon them. And so even then, God is seeking to teach those who walk in injustice that they should uh, forego their unjust ways and to pursue justice instead. But the passage ends with this great triumph of God. Arise, O Lord, do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. And so there is a sense that in the, in the moment right now, in this, you know, the very vivid right now, we may sense that evil is having its way and that God's purposes will not flourish. But what the faithful have always said from the beginning is that, no, be patient and trust God. Don't take matters into your own hands. Uh, someone, someone said that revenge is DIY karma, and that we need to, we need to leave it into the hands of those who know better. Isn't that wonderful? I just think, what an idea! For us, the faithful posture is to not take matters to our own hands, uh, but to trust God and to know that God is going to sort all these things out in the proper time. Uh, and he will uh, bring about our vindication. And so I don't know uh, how this applies directly to us. I don't know if we find ourselves in a place where we're just being overrun by unjust means. Uh, I think sometimes 
injustice is quite clear in our culture and sometimes it's very subtle and it like works in the background and then all of a sudden there's like a big story that's revealed of how people are being taken advantage of for years and then there's a reckoning and so perhaps today the solace that you and I can take is that God is a God of justice and that God cares for his people he's active and so maybe we need to pray uh, just a general prayer that God would be active in ways in our lives that if there is um, something that's unjust being ha- that's being brought upon us that God would still those plans and that he would have mercy upon those who devise sh- such schemes against us and our neighbors. So along that note, let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that um, we come to you day after day and you're a God who attends to us and you inspire us in the word and so Sometimes when we come to a time of prayer, we don't know what to pray for. And particularly when we're in the midst of moments that are so overwhelming, uh, with clear answers, so uncertain, we don't know even where to begin. And so God, uh, may there be solace in our hearts today, uh, that you're the God who's active, that you're the God who watches, and you're the God who brings vindication towards his people. God, many times we don't know better. We go day to day, we've got tasks, we have uh, things to do, a job to attend to, friends, uh, to hang out with families to engage with and we don't know what happens under the surface and in the background we don't know what happens in meetings uh, between people with power who make decisions that affect our lives we don't know that when there's changes in zoning of neighborhoods and tax structures and uh, bills in state and uh, and uh, you know, national legislature that will affect us. It seems like marginally, but it affects us wildly over time. Or it doesn't affect us, but it affects people who are not like us, but people that we love. We just don't know. We can't keep the score. And so God, we know that you can keep the score. And therefore, we're so thankful. We're so thankful that you have all of this in your hands and you hold it by your words. But God, we, we do know what we do and what we say and the things that we cherish and the things that we value. And so God, if there's anything that's unjust within us, we pray that you would search us, you'd bring it to the light, and I pray that we'd make a step towards being a more just neighbor and a just person this week. I pray that there, what would be the song of our soul is a generous justice, that we'd be a generous people who see things as, as equally and as fairly as possible so that we can bring glory to our God, the God of justice. So God, help us today, because there might be quite the uh, quagmire that we walk into, and we don't know what to say or do. And so we pray that you would impress us. Holy Spirit, would you lead us and illuminate the path so that we can be a just people who follows the God of justice. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.